0: Hey, huddle up. We got something to talk about. It's the morning huddle here on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. That's RJ Ochoa. I'm Rob Thompson. Well, the press conference is scheduled for today. There'll be two or three press releases before that as the building anticipation to the uh, announcement that Mike Zimmer will become the uh, next defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk with Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com. Uh, about the process, how we got here. It's going to be an interesting one. We're glad uh, you are here with us. Good morning, Nick. Uh, Thanks for taking some time out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. How are we doing, fellas?
0: Good, man. Uh, RJ brought it up. How many times do we need to talk about Zimmer being the defensive coordinator from the announcement to the, to the initial announcement to the near confirmation to the confirmation to the contract talks to the, yes, there is a contract to the announcement that the contract is signed to the press conference. What a strange <laughs> and ongoing buildup to uh, uh, what seems to be kind of a fallback hire.
2: Yeah. Talk about being processual. I think going through every step of the process has been more evident here than ever, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, they came to with a uh, the conclusion on Thursday night last week that Mike Zimmer would be at least the front office's choice with the Joneses and Mike McCarthy. And uh, even the other coordinators who were involved in those meetings. John Fossil, the special teams coordinator, and uh, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, came to that decision on Thursday night. And then uh, Jerry Jones, he was in, um, he was in Las Vegas uh, dealing with the NFL honors, doing some Super Bowl events, uh, attending some sponsoring events. And then over the weekend just kind of got lost in those things and negotiations were definitely still ongoing. They they had to come to an agreement. And then finally we're able to do that on Monday afternoon when everyone was back in uh in their in their rightful homes and, and in their right minds, I guess you could say. And then uh we're able to get the, the this thing done on Monday. But um yeah, today the uh press conference will be Mike Zimmer and Mike McCarthy. Obviously the first time uh that we'll have the opportunity to talk to Zimmer since uh being back in Dallas, but also, the first time we'll be able to talk to McCarthy since that end-of-season press conference in the days after the loss to Green Bay. So, uh, definitely a lot to look forward to today, for sure.
1: That's a great point, Nick, about McCarthy. Um, I know you and, and everybody else will ask some, some interesting questions to kind of glean some mm-hmm. insight into what has been going on for the last month or so. Um, I, I just want to jump right into it. You had a, a, a point yesterday on Talking Cowboys where you said, um, I don't want to put words exactly in your mouth, but that you could speak confidently that uh, it may have come down to, to Zimmer or Aiden Dirty as you know the potential final two options for the Cowboys. Do you view these? Because I was thinking a lot after I saw you say this as I want to say like diametrically opposing sort of options. But obviously Aiden represents a a young you know newfound, granted unproven path. Whereas Zimmer, I think we're all willing to understand that Mike is in a situation, Mike McCarthy, that is, where he he may, he maybe needs some more stability given the contractual year surrounding him. Um, I don't want to call it the safe choice because that, there's an implication there that it's negative, but is it fair to kind of look at these as, as two different things in those sort of capacities? Yeah,
2: I think those capacities weren't necessarily uh, taken into account whenever they were deciding between these two. I, I'll say this, as far as Aiden Dirty goes, and defensive line coach for the Cowboys, who's now defensive coordinator in Seattle, he impressed a lot of people with his interview uh, last Monday. He was one of the first candidates that was interviewed, um, he was the in-house candidate that was interviewed. Uh, it was initially expected that it was going to be him and Joe Witt that were going to be the candidates. And Joe Witt goes to Washington, takes that DC job before his interview, and then Dirty knocks his out of the park. And uh, from what I told, he he really impressed a lot of people. Um, yes, yeah, still relatively young, but also 44 years old has a lot of experience and, and uh, skin on the wall as far as um, you know what he can do from a defensive standpoint, both up front and just kind of understanding scheme. And from what I was told, that was the part that. Really impressed a lot of people with his interview. Then he goes to Seattle later in the week, and uh, Mike McDonald even said it uh, last week. He said, you know, I, coming into the interview, I knew about Aiden Dirty, but was very limited, hadn't really met him. But then when we had the interview with him, I was so impressed. I was, I was not expecting what he was able to bring to the table. And then sure enough, they go ahead and pin him as, as their defensive coordinator choice for the Seahawks. So um, I, I think he's going to be a, a very good coordinator up there in the uh, NFC West. I think it was an option that the Cowboys definitely looked into and exhausted that opportunity, but eventually fell into Mike Zimmer. I mean, obviously he's got the, the years of experience going back to 1994 as an NFL assistant. He has experience as a head coach. I think that was probably the biggest thing that helped Zimmer in this, uh, in this case. Uh, they were looking for that former head coach defensive coordinator, and uh, they're going to get him in Zimmer.
0: Why were they looking for a former head coach defensive coordinator as we were joined by Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com? Why? Why a former head coach? Yeah, what made that important?
2: Yeah, I haven't really gotten a straight answer on that completely. I think though, with the experience that that brings, I think it's more so of a McCarthy thing as well. Um, whenever you look at what they did in twenty twenty one, it was a very similar approach. Whenever they ended up uh, falling on Dan Quinn as their choice, uh, just being able to have that experience to be able to just take control of an entire. That's it, It's right? like hey,
0: just yeah, go do yeah, it.
2: just let let yeah, just go do it. I don't even have to worry about that side of the ball and I, I think with a former head coach that's
1: just kind of easier to be able to do right nick i um i'm a little bit slower to kind of buy into the you know and and you mentioned this right after on on that same episode of talking cowboys um you know the 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 hard ass nature or whatever that zimmer <laughs> offers i mean um i i i'm just maybe i'm really jaded right now and and i'll cope myself into you know buying all the way in by the time you know we're all at oxnard but um, that, that just seems like a football cliche right now to me. Do you put legitimate stock into that? And there's, you know, you can describe that more eloquently than I did. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I think with Mark, uh, with Mike Zimmer, he brings that type of kind of old school philosophy as far as, you know, hopping on guys and trying to get the best out of them. And, um, you know, Isaiah Stanbeck even said it on the show yesterday, like he's not there to be anybody's friend. He's there to be, um, you know, a, a little bit more of a, an aggressive force in that way. But, you know, that was kind of the debate we had on the show yesterday. Does that style of coaching work today? Can he, can he still do that from what I know? Every stop that Mike Zimmer has made there, that hasn't gotten in the way of him still winning and him still producing solid defenses. Um, I, I think with this defense, I think it could really help, especially with any new faces the new faces that they bring into the building. I would anticipate that there's a couple of new ones that, you know, will be here by the time we talk here in a couple of months after free agency in the draft. So I, I think it really could help as far as getting the most out of them. And, you know, last, last year we talked about them needing to improve discipline on the defensive side of the ball and physicality. I think both of those things are going to be emphasized with Mike Zimmer and just kind of his coaching style. Discipline, I don't even think you worry about that. You know, you, you think about all of the uh, lining up offsides penalties right. or the personal fashion, really in uh, really bad instances. I think there's probably maybe a little bit more that you get out of that with Mike Zimmer's coaching style. But, you know, to be honest, man, I I, I don't think anyone should be buying in until they see the product. I think um, with Mike Zimmer, he's been out of the league for three years. You have to be able to know what he brings from that scheme standpoint. You have to know what he brings from a pass rush standpoint. I think that's going to be really important as well. I think until we see the product, whether that be in the preseason or the regular season, you know, take that opinion for yourself and then buy in at that
1: time. Nick, uh, a non-Mike Zimmer question for you. You also mentioned, and yeah, I I know you were just kind of talking and and, conversing and things like that, how um, you would be shocked if the Cowboys brought back the same five starting offensive linemen in 2024. Who do you think, just pontificating, guessing, talking right now, who is the most likely odd man out? Is it Tyler Biotis probably getting paid somewhere, or is it them maybe finally deciding to officially move on from Tyron? Because I I could see either path, maybe even both paths, potentially being ones they take.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I just had a conversation yesterday where it's just kind of with a a fellow coworker and we're like, which one is this going to be? I think it's going to be one of the tougher decisions that this front office will make this off season because you look at, let's say that they decide to go just for example, Let's say they decide to go with uh, Tyler Biotish and bring him back from free agency this next year and let Tyron Smith walk and go to a different destination. With that in mind, you would have to go get one of these great tackles in the first round where a guy that can come in and start at left tackle and be ready to go. Well, let's say you get to pick 24 and something happens and a lot of those tackles that you really liked are off off the board by that point. I I think there's a lot of different equations and situations that they have to work out and and be okay with whenever it comes down to free agency and whatever they come out of it with. Um, And if they're not able to be able to slide in a a day one starter – uh, in, a, in a place that they have a hole in, you know, how do you kind of work with that as well? So I, I, I really do think it's, it's an either or situation right now. It's still a situation that everyone is feeling out. Uh, I know a couple of weeks in Mobile that was still part of the evaluation process as far as uh, what Jerry Jones, and Stephen Jones, Will McClay, personnel department as in, in general, uh, we're trying to figure out is just, uh, you know, answers to those kinds of questions. And I think now, after the focus of getting a new defensive coordinator in the building here the next couple of weeks, getting uh, his, his staff filled out, I think once Combine comes around in those weeks after that, that's probably when you have a little bit more direction. But, man, free agency is crazy. A lot of things can go either way.
0: Uh, Nick Harris at DallasCowboys.com sitting with us. Uh, it's going to be interesting to balance out the all-in idea with what's going on here. Do we have an idea how long Zimmer's contract's going to be for?
2: Uh, from what I've been told, it's it's going to be a short term deal, uh, <laughs> if not two years, one year, um, and it's that's that's kind of how you look at it. As far as the all in approach, you know, I think that was part. I think you could partially attribute the former head coach bringing him in as a defensive coordinator to that idea. But uh, again, that's just kind of the, the the how you look at it and the way you view
0: it. Uh, um, tell us about Dirty a little bit more because it appears, at least by the the timing, that he'd have taken the Cowboy job over the Seahawk job if offered. Does that feel yes, appropriate? appropriate? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe
2: that uh, you look at you look at the timing of everything. Thursday night, Zimmer goes down, and one of the first things Friday morning is uh, is Dirty getting announced for Seattle. Um, I, I don't want to put you know situations in people's mouths, but I, you, you would have to kind of look at that timing and understand that you know with the the experience that Dirty had in Dallas and how he was able to get. The best out of certain uh, certain guys, like you could look at Micah Parsons. There's there's an attribution a, 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 tribu- a there as far as what he was able to do and unlock from him from a pass rush standpoint. But also Osa Digizua and 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 uh, Armstrong, what he was able to get out of those guys. So you know, I, I think Dirty, he, he's a, he's a he's a player's coach. Um, he's going to coach hard, but he's also going to kind of give you the tough love at the end of the day. I, I think he's somebody that players uh, uh, flock to and they 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 get behind. You know, in the locker room after the loss to Green Bay, I mean, he was the one that was going around and consoling guys more than anything. You know, there was hmm. a shock on pretty much everybody's face. I don't think anyone expected that to happen, especially in the fashion that it happened. But Dirty was one of the ones that was going up to players and, you know, giving them that love immediately. So I, he's a player's coach. He's a guy that Seattle's going to fall in love
0: with. Real quick, this is just supposition. Do you think the Cowboys are going to regret not hiring him? Is, it, is this a guy that feels like he's going to be a star?
2: I think with what the Cowboys need right now, and you look at the experience that Zimmer has, I, I, I it's tough for me to say if anybody would regret the decision. But I think that everyone's comfortable with the decision okay. that was made. Um, you know, Dirty would have to come in, create an entire different you know scheme, and um, you know you're expecting things different from Dan Quinn as well. And you know that's the experience that he has. It's under Dan Quinn. He was in Atlanta with Quinn, and he came to Dallas with Quinn. Um, so that, that's what he knows from a scheme standpoint. And I think whenever you ask the fan base, you know, after after the last few games and, and the way things went down from a run defense standpoint, um, especially with him emphasizing things up front, I, I think the fans would get kind of feel a redundant feel with Aiden Dirty whenever he did bring that scheme to the table. Uh, I think with what Mike McCarthy wanted with what this team needs, it's somebody that can truly just handle the defensive side of the ball. And it's not necessarily saying that Aiden Dirty could not. It's just the fact that he had never been an NFL coordinator before. He had never been an NFL head coach, obviously, before. So there'd be a little bit more of you know, evaluating and keeping an eye on those sides of things. Whereas Mike Zimmer comes in, eight years of experience as a head coach, uh, gosh, uh, double-digit years as a coordinator. There's less that you have to worry about in bringing him in and what he can control. Um, I, I think that's probably more so what you look at there.
1: I think that's really well said, Nick. Again, nothing against Coach Dirty, but it does feel like Zimmer has a higher floor or a floor you're, you're more willing to bet on. I mean, again, that's not a knock on, on Coach Dirty by any stretch. Um, last one for you. Now that the defensive coordinator Dust has officially settled or will settle later on this afternoon and, and we can kind of, you know, not have that command all of our attention, what do you think we shift towards? Is it the contract, the contractual discussions around Dak, Mike, and CD? Uh, is it free agency in general? Because um, you know, we, we're, we're that dumb. We, we need something to just completely and totally absorb all of our attention and, you know, energy.
2: Squirrel! Yeah, we need something to complain about, RJ. That's, that's the next thing. Um, no, I, I think with, uh, once the staff gets filled out for Zimmer, not only, you know, him, him getting officially introduced today, but then hiring a new defensive line coach, getting a couple of more assistants around him that he'll be able to fill. I think after that, you're looking at, you know, this draft process and free agency at the same time. Thing where you can get the most out of certain situations. I, you, you mentioned the contract situations with Dak, CD, Micah. You know, Dak is going to be a really important one to focus on and, and see what to do there because, obviously, the cap hit is going to be so massive going into 2024. They need that flexibility. They need to be able to restructure that contract, So, and, uh, preferably before free agency so you understand what you're dealing with before March 11th. So I would have to assume that's the big task that's next next on the agenda. And then from there, being able to kind of figure out what spots work best for them, both in free agency and in the draft, to be able to maximize both sides of the ball. Uh,
0: are we getting a sense from Dax Camp what he wants, other than all the money he can possibly shovel in?
2: Um, no, not necessarily. I, I think there's an expectation, both in the building and with Dax's team, that's very similar. I don't think there's going to be problems with that that process uh, and, and by any means. But, I mean, obviously, if you're Dak, you would love to be the highest-paid quarterback right. in the NFL. And coming I mean, off a season where he was second in MVP voting, I think there's a case to be made from from his camp. But, you know, we'll kind of see how it all shakes out at the end of the day. I mean, also, I wouldn't be surprised if Dak is a guy that sacrifices a little bit, uh, especially in these early years of his contract, to be able to maximize these teams. You know, I think he understands that the window is not open forever. Um, and we'll, we'll just kind of see how that, that shakes out as time goes on.
1: He is Nick Harris of DallasCowboys. dot com on Twitter at Nick Harris DC. You hear him all over Dallas Cowboys properties, including the draft show where you guys are doing a, a kick ass job. Well done, Nick. Also, the um, the best Miami Heat fan I know. Although as a Spurs guy, you know there aren't a lot of those. So uh, you're in an exclusive <laughs> club in that sense, Nick.
2: <laughs> My man, I appreciate that.